On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to do a little refresher on YouTube playlists and why they can be so important to your channel. And today's episode is made possible by our good friends at Movo. Need to make videos for that playlist? Well, Movo can help you do that with all of their great microphones, stands, lights, and much more, including the LV-1 lapel microphone that I use quite often, as well as the UM-700 desktop microphone, and of course, all the great lights and stands, LED-powered, which we all love because, well, powerful, small, and don't burn out. Gotta love it. Yeah. So you need any of that equipment, then head on over to our good friends at Movo by going to raiselinks.com slash Movo. Check out all the great things they have, including some of the great packages like the, uh, well, the one that I've got right behind me over here. I know this sounds good as I move myself away. No, you're fine. And you can't see it, of course, but I've got the iVlog 4 here. That sucker has everything you need from a lens that you can attach to your uh, to your phone, oh, wow. you can add. It has a wireless microphone. It has an LED light. It has a uh, a little little uh, remote button, so you can record yourself without having to go and touch the phone each time. Wow. All of that, including a little mini tripod and the great rig, the iVlog rig that you put your phone into with the stand that attaches to your uh, tripod, either the mini one or a regular one, and you've got everything you need to go out and shoot professional videos. Without all the expensive equipment. Okay, talk to me about that lens. I know I'm getting you off track because sure. this was just supposed to be a quick spot. But um, so let's say, okay, I've got, you know, like most phones, I got the three lenses, you know. Uh, does it fit over all of them? Or what, what, talk to me about that lens. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so what it does is it actually it just clips onto the, the, uh, the regular, the 1X lens that you okay, would have on okay. your camera. Yeah. And what it gives you is it gives you um, a much wider shot, uh-huh. but with the with the really good, uh, it's an 18 millimeter wide angle lens that you would put on your regular uh, camera. Because what a lot of people don't know is on your smartphones, usually the one main camera, that 1X camera that's built in, maybe it's got a zoom, but it's that that normal camera, that, that kind of in-between one. It's not the macro camera. It's not the uh, the telephoto camera or the wide-angle camera. So that one regular main one is actually usually a higher-quality camera than the other ones. So putting a, a nice lens over that one will give you some of that other, um, you know, more wide shot, better shot, while still using the really good camera that's on your phone. Cool. They so said, you know. Not, and that's not the case with all phones, but with a lot of phones, one main camera is usually better than the other ones as far as uh, quality. That's cool. And so that that just gives you a little bit extra to it. And of course, not all phones have three lenses and and whatnot on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of phones only have the one lens. Right. And right. so this gives you a little bit more opportunity. But all of that comes in one beautiful package. That's the iVlog 4. But of course. Based on the name four, you know there's a three, a two, a one, and each of them has slightly different sets of equipment in them. Mm. So be sure to check those out by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash movo. And with that, let's hit that funky music, white boy. Okay. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even if he's a little fat. He's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's 
And it's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy, faithful sidekick Steve Sleeper here. Hey, sidekick! Did you, um, have you checked out my YouTube channel, Steve Sleeper Railfan? I have a little bit, but I actually have this week, I've got a Railfan story. Oh, do you? (laughs) Well, first of all, let me get this in before I forget. Go check, for it. Go for check, it. Check out my YouTube channel, Steve Sleeper Rail Fan. It's all about trains. Okay, go ahead, Ray. All right. So, uh, I was actually I saw a video on that popped up in my uh, YouTube feed yesterday, and it was a a, a rail fan getting harassed by. Um, somebody from the railway uh-huh. and he called the police on him and and all sorts of things and and it was all recorded because obviously he was there to record the trains but it was uh it was very interesting and the the poor um guy who worked for the for the railway who was actually on the train what it is is they were at a crossing that doesn't have drop bars uh-huh. and i don't know if you've ever seen that before but sure. Sure. When they have that rural, the, rural, big, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy, literally jumps off the train, goes up to because the train has to kind of stop. He dr- jumps off. He goes and he directs the traffic and holds him there and makes yeah, the trains right, go. Right, right. And this guy was showing how that works, he, and he was pretty far back because, guess what? He wanted to see the whole thing, including you know, be able to pan across the whole train. So he's nowhere near where this guy is working, and and in fact, the cars that were waiting were much closer to the train than he was. Yeah, so he, and, was a, uh, he wasn't trespassing. He was on public property. Yeah, well, he was literally on a, a public street, yeah, <laughs> on okay. a sidewalk. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no trespassing at all. And um, this guy came over, you can't record this, mm-hmm. and you can't record us. And, you know, I'm calling the police, and he called 911 and said the guy was trespassing on mm-hmm. on uh, on railway property. And the police came, and the police basically laughed the guy back onto his train. And that was kind of the end of it. It wasn't a big deal, but... Um, you know, it was certainly interesting as this guy kind of stood his ground. He's like, "Hey, I'm on a public sidewalk. I can record anything I can see with my eyeballs. Oh and yeah, yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, and uh, do you remember the the channel? Because I've seen a few of those. I was wondering if I I've seen um, one like I that. don't because it wasn't his channel. It was a channel that reviews oh, okay, interactions okay. with public officials and police and whatnot. Okay, yeah. So yeah. one of those channels that yeah. uh, okay. a bunch of stuff I hear you. I hear you. Well. Uh, you know, a couple of thoughts on that. Uh, the regular train crews, you know, that are going from point A to point B, you know, uh, you know, with a fairly long consist, um, they don't mind uh, uh, rail fans. They, you know, they call them foamers. That's kind of the, yes, you know, but yes. they don't mind rail fans. In fact, they kind of get a big kick out of it. You know, they, they. You know, one guy said, oh, it makes me feel like a superstar." You know, a buddy of mine is a conductor for one of the big railroads. <laughs> so it kind of makes me feel like a superstar. In fact, I was rail fanning, and a bunch of maintenance away equipment uh, went by, and they saw me, and they put on a horn show for me. Each one of them, it was really cool. Nice. Okay, the guys that don't like it are typically uh, switching the switchers. 
Um, and so you, you can tell a switcher lock, locomotive from a regular locomotive. It's smaller, and they're switching loads. You know, they pull out, they back up, they're adding sure. cars, they're doing this, they're doing that. And in many cases, those crossings are not well marked uh, because they don't get m- much traffic, you know, maybe one train a day. So the conductor has to go out with a flag and stop traffic and stuff. Those guys hate foamers. They just hate them. And I don't know why. Uh, they just don't want to be recorded or something, or they're just jerks. And and uh, uh, so I've seen a number of videos where, you know, guys say, look, I'm standing on the sidewalk here. No, you're trespassing. You know, I'm standing on the road. No, you're tr-. And they they uh, they call the cops on them. And, uh, well, they can do that all day. They're not going to get anything out of the cops. Are, if anything, you know, uh, w- w- the way it's becoming now, um, it, it, they're going to start at some point in time um, prosecuting these guys that call 911 because somebody's standing on a sidewalk filming something. Because yeah, right, right, it, right. It's a it's a false report. It's yeah. a, it's it's abuse of the 911 system, and it's not good, especially because you know it, it's usually not one cop that shows up. Three or four will show up because. They got a call on nine one one, and come to find out, it's just a guy filming, whatever. But it's 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 stressful for the rail fan, and the rail fan's not doing anything wrong, you know. No. They're just saying, hey, here's how this kind of switching works when you have a crossing that is not well marked. You know, sometimes they'll just say stop, or it'll have a couple crossbars. Sometimes it doesn't have anything. And so they're just, and, and, and I'm kind of fascinated by that. My my favorite videos are the switching videos. And so the other day, uh, we live about five blocks south of the big Kellogg's plant. And uh, they have what is called a trackmobile, which is a very, very small locomotive. And, and that's how they hook up their cars. They move their cars and uh, uh, put them together. Uh, build a load, and then the UP comes in. Uh, you know, it's a spur that comes off the main line. They come in and pull those cars out. Well, I heard the train horn, and they have to, they got to go across two crossings, so I hear it. So I run up there to record them pulling it out. Oh, they didn't like that at all. I'm just <laughs> sitting on the side of the road recording them. They're not doing any switching. They just show up and hook hook up a switcher locomotive, pull it out to the interchange point on UP. Man, they are giving me dirty looks. Yeah, well, you know, hey, the way I see it is don't be intimidated by them. They're, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and, one and, and got, the sad part is there's probably seven other cameras on them at the moment somewhere in town that, that's watching exactly oh, what they're I doing, know, too. So. I know. But, you know, I, I saw one where uh, uh, his name is Jason Aslan. He's in Iron Mountain, Michigan. And he basically records, all he does is record a short-line railroad going through town. And he gets thousands of views because the guy's a real character. He's fun to listen to, you know, even though he's got... You know, just one subject matter. It's rather limited, you know, and he, he, but he chases this, uh, it's called ESL Escanaba and Lake Superior or something. And, and man, these guys don't like it. So, uh, a train got, uh, like the locomotive went across a crossing and there was ice on it and it derailed. And so they're out there trying to fix it and there's a foot of snow on the ground. And this, 
this conductor got real mad at him. I mean, he's shouting profanity at him and threatening to beat him up, and Jason's like, J- Jason shouts the profanity back at him, which I wouldn't do, but he did. <laughs> you know, the the uh, the F word, and he goes, you know, you know, F you, man, I'm I'm standing on public property, and he goes, no, it's not. We own that road, and and. <laughs> You sure own you the do. road. You can't own the that's, the road is is train property, and and Jason doesn't believe. Me. He goes, okay, well then let's say it is. I'm going to go back and stand on the sidewalk. He still calls the cops on him, and like a couple of months later, he gets a trespass notice from the state troopers. So he's got to go down to you know the uh, state trooper office, which is not in Iron Mountain. It's in the next t- town over, and show him the video and everything. But yeah, it was a pain for everybody. Yeah, Anyhow, it is, but he'll win. Oh, he, I, yeah, I just, he will. You know, and, and I know we're way off topic of, yeah, of uh, that, but this is a, this is a big thing um, for anybody that does video because you know I don't shoot video nearly as much as I used to, and when I do, it's usually in in here in my office. Um, so it's not like I'm out on the streets like I used to be. But one of the one of the jobs that I used to have was I used to travel across the country filming. Um, different cities. There was a company out of New York who right. would hire me. Right. They'd send right. me to Columbus, Mississippi or whatever. That's one of the ones I went to. And I would spend three days in Columbus, Mississippi working for the city hall and the mayor. So I'm literally working for the mayor and everything. And I would be, I'd have to get shots of, you know, the main street and mm-hmm. the traffic mm-hmm. driving down and mm-hmm. the parks and the schools. And oh my gosh, I, I never really had the police called on me, but I had people questioning me and you know my favorite one because they wanted you to get neighborhoods too they wanted you to show some nice neighborhoods so you'd go into a neighborhood and you just kind of shoot in the street of you know kind of a nice little neighborhood and uh <laughs> remember one person coming up to me what, 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 what are you doing what are you doing who, who do you work for what are you doing and i told them i said oh i, I work for walmart we're just scouting the spot where the new store is going to go <laughs> Which was their houses, of course. Yeah, uh, you know. So uh, that that went over well. I had one one lady come out and scream at me because uh, it was at an uh, there was an uh, I had to shoot. I was asked to shoot at an apartment building and to show it. This is my house. You can't be here. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I can. And it's not yours. You rent from here, but it's not yours. And I'm not shooting, you know, your apartment and anything I can see from here, I can shoot. So I did get into a lot of uh, a lot of scraps with people over that kind of stuff. Never had the police called though, except for one one time they, it was threatened, and that was because um, uh, I was. They sent me to a mall, and the mall security didn't like that. Oh, you okay. need permit. I'm like, look, this is a letter from the mayor asking me to come here. Well, he doesn't own this mall. I'm like, okay, oh, you need to get you need to give us that tape. I said no. <laughs> Yeah. They, they wanted me to give them my tape, and I'm like, this has got stuff from the entire day across the city, and you're not getting it. I said, you can call the police all you want. You asked me to leave and not film here, so I'm leaving, even though the mayor wanted it. I said, you're asking me to leave, I'm leaving. I said, but you cannot detain me, and you cannot take my tape. And they're like, well, we're going to call the police. I said, well, you do that, and by then I'll be at the next park doing my next thing, so you might want to have them travel around the city looking for me because I'm not staying around here waiting. <laughs> well, and and I've seen a, a couple of different things happen along this line, not even related to railroad type stuff. Just like, you know, people doing what you were doing, and th- one of two things happens: somebody walks up to them and says they're just curious, you know, what are you doing? And 
the, the person running the camera answers them, and they oh cool, you know, and they you know they're they're okay with it, and they're nice, and everybody's nice, and you know nice situation. Then you get the jerks. You can't do this. I'm going to call the cops. And typically the response is, well, that might be a good idea. Call the cops. They're they're going to tell you I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, <laughs> I'm on public land. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing that says you can't do that. Yes, there is. Well, call the cops if you don't believe me. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, hey, we should uh, get on to what the show is about today. Yes. Well, one last thing on that. Just remember, okay, folks, if you're out there and you need to shoot or you want to shoot out in, in public, um, don't let people bully you around. You've got a First Amendment right to videotape whatever the eye can see. Uh, even if there's a, a big fence but you can see through it, your camera can see through it, too. There's really nothing they can do about that. You can't go into restricted areas. You can't go onto private property without permission, or at least if they tell you to leave, you have to leave. But if you're on a public street, there's really – and don't get me wrong, there are police that will disagree with what I'm saying because they don't understand these things. But um, even if they give you trouble, you know, realistically, if you had to take that to court, you would win in the end because there is nothing illegal about filming outside in public and – uh, for those of you wondering, there is zero expectation of privacy for anybody that is walking down the streets. So if you're filming and somebody's walking down the street and they say, you can't film me, you absolutely can. It's them that chose to come out in public. They may not like it. You may want to not shoot them to be nice, but you have every right to do it. If they're in public, they have zero expectation of privacy. And that goes for public officials as well. Public officials have no expectation of privacy when doing their jobs. Um, for the public. So just remember that and go out there and shoot and have some fun. All well, right. And just one Whew. last parting thought. When, I, when I'm rail fanning, I never trespass, okay, on, on yep. railroad property. And, I, I and, stay and, on don't be, and don't be a butthole. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, right, Somebody's going right. to be mad you're, you're taping. Don't be a butthole. Yeah, I, that's all. And, and, but, but the other thing is uh, a, a story. I was uh, rail fanning in Fremont, and it's where the BNSF meets the Union Pacific. And there's two subs of the Union Pacific meeting there as well, so it's really cool uh, to, to rail fan there. And so th there's there's a crossing that goes across it, and I pull off on public property to, to rail fan. A, a cop goes by, and I wave at him. He waves back, and then he turns around and comes back. <laughs> I stayed in the car. Okay, I didn't do anything. I roll down the window, and, of course, I'm an old white guy, you know, so I'm pretty much invisible to him anyhow. But um, he says, uh, uh, you guys okay? Yeah, my wife was with me. I said, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. I said, I'm, I'm just rail fanning. And then my wife said, you know, I, I like to go with him and uh, knit, so we're both pursuing our hobbies. Oh, okay, cool. You know, so um, I didn't get out of the car, first of all, uh, and I was ready to give him my ID and everything else. And he was just making sure I was okay. You know, I mean, he understood what was what, and so did I. Yeah. And it was cool. Now, and, and and theoretically, a good cop is never going to ask you for an ID or anything because you're not, you know, the within the law of most states, they can't, they can ask you for your ID. They can't demand your ID anyway, unless you're doing something illegal that they can, you know, actually process you for. They they don't have. But I wasn't going to say I wasn't going to say no if he no. asked yeah. for it. You know, and again, I'm an old white guy, and uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I've got some black friends that have been pulled over for being black, and uh, uh, I, I have not. <laughs> so, you know, that's. Uh, but you know, just uh, you know, 
I think the thing Ray was getting at is always be polite, you know? Yep, absolutely. Because you see all these things online all the time, and, you know, these guys, they want to prove their point that they can film in public, so they harass the cops. Yeah. And they yell at them and everything, and there's just no need for that. So. No, no. I mean, 99.99% of the cops are there to protect and serve, okay? Uh, you know, don't take them to task. Gee whiz. Treat them, the, treat them the way you want to be treated. And now, the value of YouTube <laughs> playlists and stuff with Ray, the video guy. Yes, indeed. So we're going to talk a little bit about playlists because I think oftentimes these get uh, a little bit ignored by people. Um, you know, they can be very, very powerful things. And what I mean by that is, you know, when we create a YouTube channel and we add a video we go in and we'll put an, we'll look up some keywords and we'll make sure the title has keywords and sounds good and we'll make sure the description has keywords and and you know business addresses and links to Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you can do the exact same thing with playlists. You can start a playlist. You can give it a title, keyword loaded. You can give it a description, keyword loaded, and have all that same information in each of the playlists that you create. Now, if you don't know what a playlist is, I'm, I'm sure by the name you can kind of guess, it's literally a collection of videos that play in sequence. So, for instance, uh, in the Escape Room, on the Escape Room channel, I've got a playlist of what I call Escape Room videos. Now, obviously... <laughs> The goal there is to get the word escape room as my keyword, um, and those are just videos about the escape room. I also have one for uh, escape room testimonial videos, and it's people that have you know created video testimonials for me, or review videos. I think it actually says not testimonials. I think it says review videos. And so that playlist has all the review videos. And then we might have one for, let's say, maybe we've got a bunch of videos for one particular room. We might make a playlist for that room. And what this does is this allows us to put those videos together so people can watch them one to the next to the next to the next. Now, why is that a powerful thing? Well, when most people go to YouTube, here's what typically happens. You watch a video. You go there You go there specifically to watch a video, right? I want to see a video on uh, you know, how to do whatever. What ends up happening next, Steve? I want to see a video on how to do one ever. They find what they're looking for, and they click on it. Yes, and, and, and then what happens after that? <laughs> uh, well, uh, they're going to take some sort of action. No, they're going to watch another video. Oh, and it might oh, be completely oh, unrelated. okay, okay. Sorry, and then they're going to watch sorry. another video. Okay, and then I the next thing you know, three hours have gone by, and they've watched 30 videos. And it's weird. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. I, I, There was one guy I liked. There's a bunch of people I like to follow on YouTube. And, and and forgive me, I was looking up my channel to see if I was doing what I was supposed to be doing with my playlist as you were talking. So right. Uh, that's, no, and, uh, and and but the thing is, is what I'm saying is, when somebody goes to YouTube, they watch a video, and either one of a couple of things. I mean, one they they may go away. Well, let, 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 let me let, let, let me tell you this story first, though. Forgive me for interrupting. I should have just finished it. Um, I, you know, there's a number of people I follow that have ten year old channels. And I want to watch all their their content, but YouTube only wants to bring up the the latest stuff. If you've got a playlist sorted by topic, 
and you can have the video segmented going back all 10 years. A person clicks on the playlist, and all they got to do is sit there and watch all your videos. Yep. It's, it's, it's a great thing because uh, otherwise they have a hard time getting to that video from 10 years ago. I mean, they've really got to want to do it. Whereas if you've got a, 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 a playlist called Chrome Widgets, and you've got everything, uh, and then wooden w- widgets, and then plastic widgets, and you've got every video in there about that topic going back 10 years, you just click on the playlist, and it's going to play right through. It's it's, it's good Yes, thing. sir. And, and typically, you know, if you just go to watch one video on YouTube, at the end of that video, it's going to start to automatically send you to another video, mm-hmm. which might not be yours. But when you've got a playlist, it's going to send you to the next video in the playlist. And the good thing about that is one of the big factors that you always want to have for your videos is what is called um, is session time. Now, we talk about watch time. So, for instance, if you've got a – let's say you've got a five-minute video on, on the, the Chrome widgets and somebody watches three minutes of that video, you just got three minutes of watch time and you got three minutes of session time. Okay? So watch time is – the amount of minutes watched on that exact video. Session time is how many minutes were watched on YouTube of any video that your video was the catalyst for them to start watching. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. for instance, you wa- they watch that Chrome video, and then they watch some other guy's five-minute Chrome video, and they watch. let's say they watch it all the way through, and they watch his all the way through. Your video just got ten minutes of session time and five minutes of watch time. Because they watched your video for five minutes, but because you brought them there, they watched your five minutes and some other guy's five minutes, so you just got ten minutes of session time, which actually does benefit you. However, wouldn't you rather have people watching your videos instead of some other guy's video? And that's where the playlists can come in. If you get people to your playlists, they're going to watch your one video. At the end of that, it's going to jump to the next one. It's going to jump to the next one. It's going to jump to the next one. So you'll be getting all that watch time for your videos and your channel and the session time for the initial video that brought them in, and that's just going to help rank your videos a lot better than it might have otherwise. Oh, wow. You know, I forgot about the session time. I'm glad you uh, are doing a refresher on this thing. I totally forgot about that. You're, you're, yeah, it, it, it's you're, a, you're smarter than you look. It, well, you know, that's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, and, and, and it has other benefits than just that because, obviously, you know, that alone is a good thing. Having people go from your video to your next video is definitely going to benefit you because they're going to be on your stuff. And hopefully you're giving them some sort of call to action so that they might watch three of your videos and then download your ebook or, or whatever it is that uh, mm-hmm. that you have to offer on there versus watching your video and going to somebody else's video and then somebody else's well, video. And as I mentioned, I was just looking at uh, my uh, uh, playlists on my Railfan channel. And based on all the notes I just took here, yep. I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing some things wrong. I'm doing some things wrong. I need to... Uh, tweak them a little bit and do some things so uh this is great just for me not to mention the 500 downloads we get with each each show i mean uh go out there and check your playlist and make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing uh just based on what ray's talking about yep and and like i said the other part of that is when you optimize these they will show up in search just Mm -hmm. like a video will so when you put that keyword loaded title and you put that keyword loaded description with all that information when they search for that 
your playlists have just as much opportunity to show up as a video does. And that means you've got twice as much opportunity for getting people to watch your stuff. Mm-hmm. So why not do as many playlists as possible? Think about this. Maybe you've only got, hmm, maybe you've only got 10 videos. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But you could have, with those 10 videos, you could have 20 playlists and just reuse a lot of those videos in your playlists. And that's going to give you a lot more opportunities for being found in search. Because now you've optimized, you know, your 10 videos plus 20 playlists. So now you've got 30 things that are optimized to the point where they may show up in search versus just your 10 from your regular video itself. So what do you want to do with that? Well, what you want to do is you want to make as many playlists as you can because, you know, most likely people are not going to see the playlists on your channel anyway. There's a there's a tab in there that says playlists and they can see them, but why not make as many playlists as you want, optimize them for different keywords, and start ranking for all these different keywords. Yeah, good point. You know, maybe uh, in in our uh, escape rooms, right? If I've got four or five different keywords and I want those keywords to all rank, but maybe I don't have enough videos to do that, well, I can make a playlist that targets each of those keywords and uses a lot of the same videos, and now we've got more opportunity for us to be found for the different keywords than we might have otherwise. And and that's a really powerful thing to have. So what you need to do is when you go in, go into your channel. Once you've got some videos uploaded in there, go into your playlist area and start making some playlists that have good keyword loaded titles. And then on that, you, there's a little pencil for the description. And you can put in a big, long description. In fact, um, mm-hmm. I was working on a video earlier and the playlist, I mean, you know, gosh, this description on the playlist is probably about, you know, 400 words long um, wow. because obviously your, your video might have a slightly longer description because you're putting in information about that particular video. Whereas with your playlist, you're talking about the playlist as a whole. So there may not it may not be as long, but it can still be that same length as uh, a description. So use all of that up when you can. Make sure you give it a good keyword loaded title, just like you would with your videos. And once you do that, you're gonna have a lot more that you can rank for, which is gonna be a big, big help. Now, the other thing that you can do with playlists is you can use the playlists as the sections on your channel. Now, if you don't know what a channel, or what sections are in a channel, when you go to a channel, typically, <laughs> You're going to see that banner at the top, and then you're going to see just a, a thing that says uploads and a, a ribbon of videos. And, and that's what most people's channels look like. Your channel can look a lot better than that. It doesn't need to be that simple. You can do some really cool things with channels, and you should be doing really cool things with channels. Mm-hmm. For instance, you should be adding a trailer video and recommended videos to your channel. But then you can add what are called sections. Now, just like you see that ribbon that says uploads and just has a, a, a ribbon of all your videos there, you can add more of those by going into the back end and creating sections. They've, by the way, YouTube, if you're, if you're familiar with sections and you haven't done it in a while, they have moved it again. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. It used to be literally on your channel. You would just hit, you know, customize channel right there on your channel and swap around. Now you kind of go into a, a back end um, screen and it kind of shows the, the little sections area. Go in 
and add a section. So, for instance, in my escape rooms, I'm going to put a section for escape room videos. And then when you create a section, one of the options to fill that section with is a playlist. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to grab that playlist and it's going to pull all the videos from the playlist. And instead of being a traditional playlist, which is a, a kind of a vertical thing or um, or just looks like a player, it's going to have that ribbon of videos that are in that playlist. But now on your channel, not only are you going to have that ribbon of videos for that particular playlist, but that particular playlist's title and description are going to be on your channel. Now, you're only going to see the first two lines, and then it's going to say dot, dot, dot. But all of that information is now on your channel, which means that your channel is even more optimized. YouTube and Google are going to know even more what that particular channel is about. Now, you do that in case of the escape rooms. Now, I might do the escape room review videos. So that's going to be a section on there. That's going to have that keyword-loaded title showing for that section, and it's going to have that description in there as well. So once again, we've got descriptions on multiple things in there, and we've got all those videos. Now we can build another section and another and another. Break your videos out into things that are important or that are keyword-loaded in a variety of different ways, and you'll be able to fill your channel with a bunch of content that's going to be optimized the information about the sections is going to be optimized with keywords, and it's all going to help you to rank better, not only with your videos, but it's going to make your channel rank well so that when people get there, you know, people find it. And then when they get there, all that information and all those videos are going to be nice and organized on the channel mm -hmm. so that they're not just seeing, you know, four videos in that ribbon and then an arrow. They're going to see all these sections so they can watch a bunch of different videos, and they now know, okay, I'm on the Impossible Escape YouTube channel. And I want to see review videos. Well, this is the section of review videos. So now you can jump in, boom, and you can see exactly what you're looking for and watch what you want to watch. And it just organizes the channel, but playlists can be what fills that up. Now, there's other things that fill that up, too. You can fill it up with other channels. You can fill that up with other people's videos. You can fill that up with um, a collection of your playlists, which, by the way, highly recommend you do that, too. So if you got 10 playlists... Now you can create a section on that channel and show each of the playlists. And they click on that video, and it's going to play the whole playlist. So there's a lot of different things that you can do that are going to help you to get more out of your channel by simply setting up a bunch of playlists. Mm -hmm. Now, another little thing that people don't realize is just like you can embed a video on your page, you can embed a playlist the same way. And so you're just going to embed that player on your website and on the right side of that player is going to be the little playlist deal there, so you can actually switch from one video to the next. And if you watch one video, it's going to go to the next, go to go to the next, going to go to the next. So on your channel, without taking up any more space, you now have all those videos on that one playlist right there embedded on the channel so, or on the uh, web page so that people can watch more of your videos. And it's just going to make life a little bit easier for you to get more videos on there. It's going to get people watching more videos and you're going to you know, get the benefit of that, all of that embedded in one simple way without having to uh, you know, embed each video individually. Now, I still recommend you might want to do that, but for different things, if you're going to embed a video, why not embed a playlist? Have that one video that you want to embed there as the top video, but then put other videos into that playlist so that uh, you get more out of it. Now, if you want to learn more about the playlists and the, and the search and, and all of that kind of fun stuff, um, what you can do is, if you go to YouTube and you do a search, you can start looking and see if there's playlists there. Sometimes you'll see some right away, sometimes you won't, and it'll take a little while before you see them. But if you go into the filters area, you'll see right in there 
that you can filter and show playlists. And yes. by doing that, that's oh, going I to help you that. to, you know, see the different uh, uh, playlists that are so, available. So you go you go to the videos watch page in Google, right? And then you can you can set it for just playlists. Well, what, what, what I'm talking about here is do a search. So search for whatever your search term is, rail fanning, escape rooms, whatever. Right. And there's going to be a little button that says filters. And if you click on that, you'll see oh. under type, you've got video, channel, playlist, and movie. And so that one, that right there shows you clearly playlists are going to show up in the search if they've got that as an option. Oh. And if you click on just playlists, you'll be able to see. And the playlists, basically, they look like your your thumbnail, but on the right-hand side, there'll be like a darker block showing you how many things are in that particular playlist. But it just shows you, hey, you know what? Playlists are a part of the search engine, and it is in there. So uh, that's a good way to be able to get more things in there for people to see. So highly recommend that you set those up for that particular purpose and make sure that you're using that because it can be a very powerful tool. Now, um, as I was jabbering on here I, I typed in escape room loganville and um all of my videos show up and and the playlist does show up it actually shows up pretty far down the, the list actually so which probably just means that the videos above it are very well optimized so they they show up first but um the playlists do indeed show up in the uh search and if you build enough of these things you can show up for a variety of keywords you can start using keywords that maybe your video itself wasn't targeted for so if you targeted for a very specific keyword but you want to get a secondary one make a playlist and and Optimize the playlist for that th this is searching in google you're searching in google i'm, right? I'm searching in youtube right oh now. in youtube okay all right okay okay i'm glad i asked though yeah and if you're dumb like me it was good that i asked <laughs> and if you search in google nowadays uh you're actually probably more likely to see a Facebook video these days than a YouTube video, oddly enough. Boy, that's something. Well, I, I just searched uh, Escape Room Loganville in Google, and the first video is... Oh, it's YouTube, but anyhow. Oh, is it really? The other day when I when I did that, it was uh, it was Facebook videos that no, was showing. No, it's Facebook. You're right. Yep. No, wait a minute. It's your Facebook page. Okay, never mind. Anyhow, it's <laughs> YouTube. Okay. I, I just screw things up, so don't... No, no, me. that's that's quite okay, Steve. <laughs> we forgive you. I get confused. Hey, well, yeah, now, I, I got a question for you. Sure. Okay. What do you have to have in place on YouTube to make playlists? So you just need to have, well, I was going to say you just need to have some videos, but actually that's not totally true either because you can actually make playlists of other people's videos uh, that aren't yours. So if you were, if you had a topic, you could make a playlist of a bunch of other people's videos and, uh, you know, show them um of course it's not going to benefit you too much other than uh that you'd have content for something like but that there's, but there's one step you need to take before you can do playlists well you, you you need to have your channel set up you need to make sure that you've got uh the the channel verified and there and you go set up and whatnot yeah, so verified. Yeah, that, that is verified. definitely a given yeah yeah and 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 actually, I'm not even. Is that is that accurate, Steve? I'm, yeah, I'm because I I yeah I I tried doing a playlist in an unverified channel, and they wouldn't let me do it. Now that's been a little while since I did that, but I, I no that, that that's interesting because I I wasn't even sure of that to be honest. Because first thing I do is make sure all my channels are verified. So <laughs> yeah, they don't let you do thumbnails or playlists. Right, they won't. Uh, they definitely won't let you do thumbnails. Uh, um, and and there's a few other things they won't let you do if it's an unverified channel. But uh, that's interesting to know. Playlist, I, I wasn't aware of that, um, that that was one of them. But, yeah, 
Apparently it is, so Gosh, make sure you verify. I, I knew something you didn't. And of course, you know That's like a right. hundred things, and I know one, so oh. I don't know why I'm growing about it, but hang on. Well, what that just means is it just means that I know to verify my channels right away, so I don't, I don't yeah. deal with verified channels. <laughs> and, and they won't let you use Twilio numbers anymore. Um, there are ways around that. There is. Uh, right. Yeah, I, and I, I forget which it is, but you can you can use them for you used to be able to use them for the calling where they would call you, but now I think you can use them for the texting option. Oh, okay. And and so it'll they still, still they still work in uh, on the GM on the Google My Business listings or whatever the new name which, of it is, but um, yeah, but, it's yeah. it's it's ironic because you you know I don't know how they know that it's a. Uh, a different type of number, oh, but the point being is, you know, w what Steve's getting at is uh, when you verify a channel, you can only verify uh, a channel four times. Twice, if you're using one cell phone, oh, yeah. you can verify twice in a year with the voicemail or with the uh, actual voice call and twice with a text call. And so if you've got five YouTube channels, guess what? You can't verify the fifth channel with that same right. number anymore, right. at least not for another 12 months. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I I was trying to get around that by going out and getting a burner phone, but then they thought I was a drug dealer, so that didn't work out. Well, m most of the time when I'm doing these extra channels, it's for clients, and so I, I want them to verify yeah, yeah. their phone anyway, so yeah, yeah. Um, that typically that, works that, out. That, that, that was a joke, by the way. Yes, yes. Okay, sir. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to do as soon as the show's done, just so I don't forget, I'm going to go into my channel and fix my playlist because there, there is you just, go. There was all kinds of stuff you told me before, at least a couple of times, because this isn't the first time we've done playlists, but it's been forever since. Yep. We did uh, and, and now the the ironic thing, Steve, is if you are uh, somebody that is working for other people to do that, and they make you a manager, guess what? The manager cannot do playlists. Cannot do descriptions on playlists. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. What? They can create the playlist. What? They can, yep, they cannot change the description. So, in fact, right before we get started today, I, I sent a message to my new client and told him, hey, I got some uh, homework for you. I'm going to be sending you information, no, and you need no, to add it to your playlists. <laughs> no, no. Dang, what, what? that's stupid. It's, it's pretty bizarre, yeah. Yeah, but anyhow. Okay. But you can, you know, if they made me an owner of it, then I'd be able to do it, but... Yeah, and most of my clients would, <clears throat> you know, one thing you could do is say, make me an owner as soon as I get this done. You can make me a manager if it concerns you, you know. Well, and it, it's complicated with that because they switch ownership and then you can't oh, switch for seven I days. and I've done that a couple times with something. I don't remember what it was. It may probably wasn't a YouTube channel or something else, but anyhow. Okay. So there you go. That's playlists, folks. you got to use them. They're going to help you. They're gonna help you big time. Hey, I got I got a mobile story now. We're we're, we're done, right? And we're gonna. I think so. I think we're done about mobile anyhow. So uh, you know, of course, uh, Ray will tell you that uh, shows made possible by Movo. I've got a Movo rig for my smartphone, which is the Galaxy S twenty one. And uh, it it boy, I tell you what, I am getting better and better all the time at doing handheld shots, which is the easiest way to catch trains. Nice. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I just have a, a small tripod there just in case my hand gets really cold because, you know, if it's cold out, you can't wear glove now, on now, the hand. Now, before, before we continue with this, do you know which, uh, which um, rig you have for it? Um, uh, it's right here. Hold on. Is it like the actual rig with the two handles or just the, the one holder? 
does it say? It says Movo. <laughs> all that's all it says. But it's the one that uh, it's 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 got a place where you can put your microphone. I got the double shotgun mic on the top, mm-hmm. and then it's got a holder for my phone, and it's got a level underneath it. So and that would likely be the GR. You hold it from below. There's like a little you handle. You hold it below from it. below, and you can attach it to a tripod. And I've just got gotcha. the tripod uh, yes. holder on it, so I can just snap it in the tripod. So for those I, for those looking for that, that would be the GR1, or possibly the GR2. But it sounds like the GR1. The GR2 is oh, actually, it's, and it's fabulous, and it's got like it's got a, I can it's got a, uh, I can screw something in the front, and I can screw yes. something on the top too. Yep. Absolutely, and, and, um, and I've got I've got about uh, four or five of those. We use them all the time. But you know what else I got, Steve? Is I've got the uh, the SPR five, which is the smartphone cage, and what that is is instead of it being just the the handheld underneath and the phone sitting on top there, which is nice and small, by the way, which is the good thing about it. It's very you can stick it in your pocket. Um, the cage, what that does is that actually has metal bar that goes across the bottom underneath your phone and then goes up, has two handholds, so you hold it almost like a steering wheel, mm-hmm. and then that comes up higher, and you can attach two things, a microphone and a light, to the top of it. Ooh. And so you hold it with two hands, and you move around. So very, very cool. Uh, that was part of my iVlog rig, and I really, huh? really liked that. Two hands. What's it, yes. what's it called again? The, that that one is the uh, SPR5 smartphone cage. SPR5. Smartphone case. Okay, I gotta look at that because that that might help me. But with just the basic uh, rig, uh, I am getting better and better at handheld. Oh I, sure. Uh, I mean, it's g- getting to the point where uh, in certain parts of the video you can't tell whether it's a tripod or not, other than the fact I can move around freely, and uh, w- which kind of want to do when a train's going by, you want to be able to walk over here and get a shot, walk over here and get a shot, do this, do that. And I did have, <clears throat> I ordered a fluid head tripod, and it was just too much to go out in the field with, so I just got my cheap little tripod just in case I need it. Yep. Uh, you know, I need to put the phone down or something because my hand's cold. Or yeah, and it's nice because you put it on the tripod, put, you know, angle it towards that train, let that train drive by. You can get some really cool I, shots. I, I can't do any uh, panning or tilting with the cheap tripod. You sure. Know, but, but it just gives me a break, and then I can go back and unclip it. And um, if you say that's what you're doing, people will say, oh, that's cool, you know, or you can just edit it. I will tell you out, this you know. as, a, as a shooting tip. Um, Pans and and tilts and things like that are, are often way overrated. Yeah. Um, because the way the way you got to look at it is the story is the story. It's not about you and your camera work. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. At times, uh, camera work can be a big deal. You know, if you're making a haunted house type video and you want to put it at an angle up high, shooting down, you know, you can do some great things with that. But you know, panning and and stuff like that. You know, let the let the visuals tell the story. Don't. Don't necessarily pan unless you need to. Well, and so this, for me, I'd rather be st- you know straight up on a shot and let the train drive by, and the train is the action, not my moving of a camera. Well, and and uh, yeah, exactly, and that's that's one of the things I've kind of learned. Now, the other thing I've got on top of it is the Movo uh, double shot gun mic, double yes. mic, and uh, it's got a lot of great. Uh, uh, switches on the top of it so I can make it work the way I want to make it work. It's got dead cats on either end. 
And one of the things I, my only criticism of it, and it's not the mic's fault, on a really windy day, you don't want both mics on. Okay. <laughs> so, um, wind's going to be coming from somewhere. Yeah. yeah so, I, 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 uh, the mic that's facing me, I, I, I will switch it off if it's real windy out. And, and if I yell real loud, you can still hear me on the front mic. Uh, but, but I like it because I like to talk when I'm doing the video. I like to talk about what's going on. So it's a, it's, it's a wonderful rig and, uh, comes with, you can get all the adapters from Movo, which Ray uh, was my uh, hookup uncle on that, and um, <laughs> so it's cool. And, and with your rig, Steve, what's great about that is all of that stuff. You're talking about the microphone, the stand. I mean, you can literally stick all of that in your pocket and have it with you. I, yeah, I've got a little. Uh, I bought a little utility case, uh, like tool case, uh, canvas mm-hmm. utility case, very small. And I can get that and my GoPro and uh, my radio and and a few other things in there, and it, it works. It works great. And you know this. It didn't cost me an arm and a leg either. I forget, no. but maybe the whole thing was around hundred to hundred and fifty dollars. That was it. I don't even think it was that much. Yeah. I th- well, I think that I think the GR1 goes for like twenty nine dollars. Uh, the grip, the grip that he's talking about, and then the um, the double mic. I think. Is like thirty or forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. that sounds right. So yeah, I I mean I got away for less than seventy five bucks on this thing, and uh, it just it it's I mean I love it. I absolutely love it. And and yeah, I I don't know that I would have known about it if I didn't know Ray. But uh, <laughs> the thing that I like is I was looking around for stuff. Is Movo really has features you can't find anywhere else? You know. They, you know, they, they, they do a very nice job. And this is turning into like an infomercial, know, which is fine. That's okay. Hey, Movo, how you doing? Um, send me a check. Just kidding. Um, they, uh, great thing about it is that they give you a lot for the price. Yeah. In other words, there are other companies that make shotgun, little mini shotgun microphones. Um, and, and there's a fairly well-known company that makes a nice one. They don't make the, the double one. They make a, the regular single one, which Movo makes as well. And, you know, the Movo one is like half the price, mm-hmm. yet has better sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm does. not saying it has better sound. I'm talking if you go onto YouTube and you watch some of the audio things, they, they compare them and it's louder and clearer and, and whatnot than, than some of the uh, bigger name brands that are charging twice as much. So they these guys have a great product for great prices. In fact, that's um, when I was first turned on to them, it was because I just assumed they were you know, a, a cheap knockoff brand from China or something, and they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I saw the prices. I'm like, oh, yeah, cheap knockoff from China. All right, that's fine. We'll just get that. But no, no, they're a, they're a company here in California, and, um, you know, they make some really great stuff. And, you know, they're a smaller company, but they're get, uh, the one thing that f- I fear is they are getting to be a bigger, more well-known company, so maybe those prices eventually will start to go up like the other ones, but we'll see. <laughs> well, get them while you can, then. That's right. Get them while you can. Raiselinks.com slash Movo. Pick up those Movo microphones, lights, stands, and everything in between, and have some fun shooting, whether it's with a smartphone or with a camcorder or with a DSLR. All of these things will uh, will do you well. Um, you know, you can. Uh, we I put my DL my DSLR on the uh, the Movo stand as well. It's not oh. just for smartphones. Oh, so. cool. Hey. Uh, our singer's name is Ethel, right? Isn't her name Ethel? It sure is. It hey, sure Ethel! Is. 
Oh, here she comes. Oh, my gosh. She's crawling across the ceiling like uh, like in the movie Mama. Ooh. Holy cow. Ah, she's leaping across. Here she comes. Oh, oh, she's got. All right. She's ready to play. Here we go. Go. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. And has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 